Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to ignite your life to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Ignite Your Life Radio with inspiring life coach, experienced yoga educator, author, and inspirational speaker, Laura Erdman Lund. Laura has inspired hundreds of clients for more than two decades to live happier, more inspiring lives. In fact, her goal for you is nothing less than your extraordinary life, a life that is full of purpose, deeply fulfilling, and vibrantly joyful for you. Join her as she discusses living an inspired life in today's world. And now, the Ignite Your Life show with Laura. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Lovely to have you all here. Um, just to let you know that this this is this radio show is meant to be well, it's really meant to be a podcast that you can return to time and time again whenever it is that you need a little dose of inspiration or you need to hear the message that I share in the show. I like to keep them relatively short because I know in this day and age our attention span is getting shorter and shorter, and just have it be a single snippet of inspiration for you. You can get the um, the podcast subscribed on iTunes, and you just do a search for Muse Laura, and the show will come up. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, you can find me on my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Laura Erdman Lunt, no spaces or hyphens. And I will say this week's topic, well, I got a few questions on this one. So I've already responded to some, and um, I'll bring some to the show. I'm working on ans- I worked on answering your questions as I worked on what I wanted to talk about, because of this topic, you know, it's near and dear to me, and mostly because it's where I have the most work to do personally. I always find it it, it uh, intriguing, shall we say, when people are shocked that I'm working on things, that everything I do doesn't turn out perfectly, that I find that extraordinarily amusing. I am a work in progress just like everybody else and I think that's what makes one of the things that makes me a great life coach is I am too and working on all of these things and self-care our topic for today is one of my greatest challenges. So do you know what it is? Do you know what self-care is? You know I find it interesting when I speak to groups um women when I start talking about self-care nod their head men kind of shrug and look quizzical. And honestly, I think it's because men do a better job of taking care of themselves. This isn't as big of an issue. We women, we tend to be more martyrs, more self, selfless, if you will, but in a martyr sort of way where we want to help others and we put ourselves last. My husband, I know, does a much better job of taking care of himself and, and keeping his, his, his cup filled up than I do. So I think we women... We can learn from men. Now, it's not always the case. We all have uh, a level of improvement we can step into to be sure around this. But I also think we can learn from our men, ladies. Okay, so what is self-care? I like to see it as acts of service to ourselves, filling ourselves up, keeping our cup full. On the most basic level, it's getting enough sleep, nutritious food, Water, exercise, fresh air, space, like having space in our life and not having every minute filled up. Back in the day, that was easy. Even just five years ago, things were very, very different. In today's day and age, that's almost amusing. I hear from everybody, oh, I'm just too busy. I have so much going on. Life is chaotic. 
it's just every minute is taken up. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Call me in six weeks when things slow down. But you know what? They never do, do they? You just keep going and going and going. And I actually, this is probably a topic for another show, two years ago on Facebook I proclaimed I was never going to say I'm too busy again. Because let's face it, we always, always create time for what's really important. If someone in our family gets sick, all of a sudden everything falls away and we sit by their bedside, right? It happens. If we get an opportunity for a free vacation, all of a sudden all everything falls away and we can create the time for that free vacation. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so really when you're saying I don't have time, what you're really saying is I'm prioritizing other things, which in my opinion is okay. But when it comes to our self-care, we need to step into a mentality that I am important. And I am important enough to create time and space for me. Most of us are running on empty. And our self-care is reactive, meaning we realize we're exhausted, stressed out, and we finally slow down enough to do something, to take an afternoon off, to get to bed early, to take a bath to stop and sit down to exhale and drink a full cup of tea in one sitting while it's still hot. But the thing is, and and again, I speak for women. Men, I would love to hear your story if you've got some to share with me. But I happen to know, but women, we can run on empty for days, weeks, months, even years. There was definitely a period of time in my life when I ran on empty for years. And actually, that's where my book, Awaken to Joy, my very first book that I wrote, came out of really waking up from that period and realizing I haven't done anything to take care of myself in a really long time. I am proposing a new way of thinking. Kind of radical. Are you ready? It's called extreme self-care. And it is proactive rather than reactive meaning you schedule yourself in, you schedule your time to fill yourself up into your schedule. And are you ready for this? I hope you're sitting down, whether you need it or not. So you're doing it. You're just keeping your cup filled. Okay, so this is what I want to share with you. And and I'm starting to think maybe we need to do a 30-day challenge around self-care. So let me know if this happens to be Um, an issue for you and maybe this is something we can all do together because as I've shared, this is one of my greatest challenges. I encourage my clients to do what I call daily, weekly, monthly, annually. Okay? This This is something you commit to ahead of time and you schedule it into your calendar. Daily. What is something you're willing to commit to doing daily to take care of yourself? Now, this is when, and I got several comments around this, I don't have time. Are you kidding? You want me to do something daily? I want you to realize that it doesn't take much to help keep yourself filled up, especially when you're doing it regularly. Once or twice a week may not make a difference, but if you're doing it five to seven days a week, and that's always my intention when I say I'm going to do something, when I say I'm going to do something daily, it means I'm going to do it at least five days a week. So whenever I look back at the calendar, I can see that I've done it for the previous 
I've done it for five days in the previous seven. So that's important to remember because saying you're committing to something daily is, is really hard to do. I don't care what day and age you're in. Life happens. Sometimes things happen and things get in the way. But what I was going to say is that it doesn't have to take long. It can be a five-minute ritual that you do, but you do it every day, five, five days a week, five to seven, and you do it specifically with the intention of filling yourself up. So it could be drinking a cup of tea in the morning, um, shutting off your electronics at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, whenever it is, sitting outside on your deck for five minutes. I'm in Minnesota right now. We're moving into summer, and it's delightful because we get to use our decks again, and it's pretty exciting. Um, It could be just sitting in meditation for five minutes, sitting quietly, uh, taking, when you take your shower, Turn off the lights and light a candle. Turn it into a spa experience. You're going to do it anyway. What can you do to make it more powerful, more of a filler up, more of a uh, I deserve this kind of thing? So what can you commit to doing daily and being dedicated to that? Your weekly practice, what is something a little bit more that you can commit to doing on a weekly basis? This will take a little bit longer Uh, to do. It may not be something you can really create the time to do daily or you may not want to do it daily. So, you know, me being me, I'm going to say one of those things might be your yoga class. Get to a yoga class. Go to your chiropractor. Go for a walk. I had a client years ago. She she was sort of in disgust around herself because there was a a nature preserve just a five-minute drive away. There was a boardwalk that went through the the preserve. It took 20 minutes to do the walk and five minutes to drive home. So she said, this is a 30-minute commitment, and I never do it. And it makes such a difference. I feel great. I said, okay, can you commit to doing it once a week? And she said, you know, I can. And there was a certain time she did it, and and this was her time to, to do something to take care of herself. And now she does it four to five times a week. Like it's slowly, it's amazing how time begins to evolve. It begins to shift as you create time for yourself. More time shows up for yourself. Now she does it three to four times a week or four to five times a week. Amazing. So what about you? What can you commit to? And first of all, I suggest finding a time during the week that is fairly dependable that you can create for yourself minus Thursday afternoon. I like to set Thursday afternoon as my self-care time. Sometimes it's Monday. Um, but usually Thursday afternoon, I work weekends, you know, by virtue of what I do. I do a lot of travel, a lot of speaking, and weekends are a big time for me. And so Thursdays are, are my fill myself up in preparation for the weekend time. So that's my my time to do something special. So think about that for yourself. What can you do once a week? Now, I will also add it's very helpful to do this with a friend. Because if you have to meet someone, you are much more likely to do it. Okay, monthly. I challenge my clients to take a retreat day once a month. Once a month, they cross off, they cross it off on their calendar. I cannot schedule anything. This day is for me, the whole day, morning to night. And you fill it up with things that help you feel good. Uh, If it's sleeping in, you sleep in. Or if it's getting up early to do your yoga and meditation when the sun is rising, you do that. If you love to cook, you cook. If you hate to cook, you don't. 
If you love to do dishes, I actually love to do dishes. It's very meditative for me. It's very cathartic because it looks so beautiful, and I can see the the um, the process unfolding. It feels really good for me, so I love to do dishes. If you don't, eat on paper plates. If you can afford massages, pedicure, manicures, this is your day. Go do those things. Go for your walk in that very beautiful location where you love to go for a walk. This is your day. Now, if you can't take a whole day, take a half an afternoon and start to question, why can't I take a whole day? What is it that makes it hard for me to take a whole day for myself? Retreat days are fun. Do them monthly, once a month. In fact, look at your calendar now. It's currently May 2015, the end of May. I want you to look at your calendar, look at June, July, August, and I want you to find your retreat days. Back them off, schedule them in. The last one is annually. What can you do annually to fill yourself up? A really lovely thing to do on an annual basis is take some kind of retreat for yourself. So whether or not it is um, a weekend a night, an afternoon, I have a client, years ago I had this client, he's a CEO of a very large corporation, lived incredibly mindfully, it was really inspiring to work with him, and he would take a silent retreat for three days in the space between Christmas and New Year's every year. He actually went to a hermitage, and they fed him breakfast and dinner, and he would sit in silence for, well, he'd go Friday and come back Sunday, and he would reflect on his year. He'd reflect on what he'd achieved. He'd reflect on his his goals that he'd set that he had achieved and the ones he hadn't. And he would decide what he wanted to do for the next year. And he did this around his professional life, his personal life, his financial, his physical health. It was really a beautiful process that he went through. And it was incredibly inspiring to me. And it's something that I work on doing myself. It's a beautiful thing to do. If you don't want to do a whole weekend, you know, what else can you do? Can you do a retreat? Go on a yoga retreat. Go on a yoga retreat with me. I'm not doing one this year, but I believe it's going to start again next year. Find a retreat in your area. Go away with girlfriends. I have a friend who has our girlfriend weekend every year. And they get a couple of hotel rooms. They bring their scrapbooking, their knitting, all the fun hobby projects they don't get to during the year. And they hang out together. And they have wine and take out food and laugh. She comes back from that exhausted and totally filled up. It's a lovely thing to do. So what can you commit to doing on an annual basis to fill yourself up? Now, the other piece to this I want to share before I end is realizing that not filling yourself up is actually a selfish thing. And this is something I think all women need to hear. You you know the adage you need to put on uh, your your own oxygen mask before you help someone else, and that's because you could pass out. You could put the oxygen mask on someone else and then collapse before you're able to put it on yourself. Whereas if you put it on yourself and take care of yourself, you're going to be cognizant and aware enough to be able to help others who might be passing out. That is a really important point for ourselves, really crucial to remember that. We need to fill ourselves up. And then we can be there 100% for others, all of the people in our life who need us. 
When I am there for my children filled up, it's a completely different feeling than when I am there for my children empty. When you're empty and you're serving others, someone will pay, either you or someone else. You'll resent it. You'll get even more empty. We need to fill ourselves up. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining me. It's really been lovely sharing this with you, and I commit to working on it myself. I think I got everyone's questions answered, but if I didn't, find me out at Laura Erdman Month on Facebook, no, no hyphens, no spaces. And I look forward to, I won't be, on, I won't be doing the show next week because I'll be enjoying Memorial Day weekend with my family, so I won't be working on the show this weekend. Um, but I will see you in two weeks, and I'm going to share with you a very unique perspective on discipline that I think might shift your opinion around it and shift your awareness. So if you want to find out more information about working with me, you can find me at my website, muselaura.com. You can also find me on my Facebook page. I like to post a couple of times a day to help inspire you and help you feel good. Get signed up for my e-newsletter and receive a dose of inspiration most Monday mornings called the Monday Morning Musing, as well as a link to a feel-good moment, which is absolutely delightful, a little video that helps you feel good. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Have a great week, and may you be inspired to live your extraordinary life.